0: You know those conversations that just fill your soul? Maybe you're talking to your best friend, and you discover something new about them. Or you're talking to your grandparents, and you hear a story that you've never heard before. Or it could even be a moment that you share with a stranger that ends up having a huge impact on your life. These are the conversations that we're going to talk about in today's episode. I'm interviewing an author who has an amazing book to share with us that will help start more meaningful conversations and create more connection with the people around us. You're listening to The Positively Delighted Show, episode number 10. Welcome to the Positively Delighted Show. I'm your host, Kelsey Henry, and in this podcast, we'll be creating a positive mindset through inspirational interviews, music, stories, and exercises for building happy habits. Welcome to episode 10, everyone. I can't believe that we are already in episode 10. This is so exciting. Last week marked a month since the launch of the podcast, and I just want to send a big thank you to everyone who listens to the show. As of this recording, the podcast has about 750 downloads, and I'm, I'm just so grateful to everyone who has been tuning in and letting me know that they enjoyed the podcast. Today is a very special day for three reasons. One, it's my birthday. Two, I have a big announcement to make. And three, I have an amazing interview prepared for you that's going to change your life and how you connect with the people around you. I can't think of anything better I would rather be doing on my birthday than promoting this interview. So it's my birthday today, August 22nd. I am 25 years old and I can't wait to see what this next year will hold for me. 24 was a year for transitions and I made some pretty big life and perspective changes. I started out the year in the midst of a very dramatic breakup that lasted several months. For years leading up to the breakup, I did everything I could to try and save the relationship, losing many things along the way, including my self-worth. I gave and gave and gave until I had nothing left to give. I thought that's what you were supposed to do. But I forgot that in order to give to someone else, you have to be full enough to have something to give. So this past year, 24, I have been my own BFF, making up for all the times that I put myself second. I took responsibility for my life and what I could do with it. I took myself on a trip every single month. I made myself available for opportunities. I spent time with friends and family. I met amazing new people, including some of my idols. I went to conferences. I had a mermaid photo shoot. I finished an album of original music. I put my heart out there and I fell in love again and I let myself cry when it ended. All of my emotions are valid and matter to me because it means that I tried. I will keep trying, I will keep doing, and I will keep living the best life that I can. This year, I listened to what I needed. I said kind words to myself. I filled myself up for the giving that I want to do going forward. I have really big plans for year 25. Which leads me to my big announcement. If you have seen my posts on social media, you know that I have been hard at work on finishing up my latest album, Music & Lyrics. Well, it is finished and will be officially released for sale on PositivelyDelighted.com on Saturday, August 25th. On Saturday, I will be releasing several other parts of this project, all centered around a song on the album called Dolly Smiles. On Saturday, I will be releasing the music video for this song as well as a song and story podcast episode that shares the message and the cause behind the song. This is quite possibly the most important song that I can contribute to the world. I have been given much in my life, and this song is my way of giving back. If you want to be first to know when everything goes live on Saturday, head over to PositivelyDelighted.com and sign up for the email list for music and lyrics. Thank you so much to everyone who has supported me in this album launch. I am so grateful for you. All right, we are done with the big announcements and emotional trips down memory lane, so let's get into today's topic. We are going to talk about how to start meaningful conversations that fill your soul with author and adventurer Lindsay Newburn from New Venture Travels. Lindsay and her husband Adam have been traveling around the country and the world for the past four years. During their travels, Lindsay learned the importance of connection and how asking simple questions can lead to really interesting conversations. This led to her writing her book, 501 Questions, A Travel Game, which came out yesterday on Amazon. This book features 501 conversation starters that you can use while traveling or even in everyday life. In this episode, Lindsay and I talk about their travels and some of the conversations that sparked the interest in this topic and the inspiration for the book. The last half of the interview, Lindsay and I actually play the game to show you how one question can lead to many more. We chose questions from each of the categories and asked them to each other. I did not shorten any answers in the interview, so you will get a real-life example of how the game works. I had so much fun playing this game with Lindsay, and I love the book. I've already started using it in everyday conversations, and it's making a huge impact with the way that I connect with other people. If you want to get a copy of 501 Questions, A Travel Game, for free, head over to the show notes page for this episode to get a copy of this book on Amazon. It will be free all day today and until end of day tomorrow. After you start using the questions in this book and you love it, which I know you totally will, be sure to leave Lindsay a review on Amazon. This helps her book in the rankings and helps other people find it. We want many, many people to have soul-filling conversations, don't we? So be sure to check out the book and let's get into the interview today with Lindsay Newburn. Lindsay, thank you so much for being on the podcast today.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to chat with you. This will be fun.
0: Yes, I'm so excited to talk with you about all the things that you and Adam have been doing and your upcoming book. And we're going to play the game is in your books. I'm super, super excited about all of that.
1: Yeah, me too. We only met for an hour in Texas. So I'm excited to get to ask you some questions and get to know you a little better too.
0: (laughs) Yes, I know. We were, we just met like slightly in passing at the RV Entrepreneur Summit. And I remember because I edited your episode of the RV Entrepreneur podcast. And I was so excited. I was like fangirling when I got to see inside of your trailer. (laughs)
1: That's hilarious. Yeah, I've been so excited that you started this podcast because I know you've worked so hard on editing other people's and so you are an absolute pro from beginning to end. So I'm so excited that you're doing this. So thanks for having me.
0: Thank you. Okay, so first off, I want to get into a little bit about your travels And you and Adam have been living this full-time travel lifestyle, not just RVing, but also backpacking and doing all these other things for, is it like three to four years now?
1: Yeah, it's about four years now.
0: Wow. So how did you guys decide that you wanted to live this way?
1: So it started when we were dating. We would always talk about traveling Mm long-term and then we got married and Adam Is an accountant so he sat us down the day We got back from our honeymoon when our budgets were together and we came up with a budget and our main goal was to save for this long-term travel trip and we had no Plan of when that would happen or how it would happen or we didn't have any plan. We just started You know creating a system for ourselves to save and put money away Um, and then three things happened a year and a half into marriage as we were saving, um, a friend borrowed our truck. We had two cars at the time. He borrowed our truck, and it, it he flipped it on his way to the mountains. Oh,
0: my goodness. And
1: he totaled it, and he was okay, thankfully. That's good. Um, yeah, but then we went down to one car. So oh, we were yeah. able to save all that money, and we put that money towards our travel fund. And then one of Adam's family members passed away. So we went back. And all of our friends were starting to have kids. Mm -hmm. We were hopeful for that in the future. But we were like, we got to go now. Now or never. And then we started preparing to go. And then two weeks before Adam was going to give his notice, he got fired. So we were (laughs) like, okay, three things. It's time to go now or never. So we had, you know, been slowly building up our finances. And then those things told us when it was time. So so we, we had our house and then we rented it out to different people for four years mm-hmm. and we moved from our house to our honda Accord and tent and we did the u.s just traveling around for four months
0: you guys were just in like a tent for four months yeah what time of the year was that
1: we left in june so june to september october Wow. We left on my birthday for Hawaii. So that was November 1st. And we stayed there for a month. And then we went on to New Zealand and we bought a camper van in Mm -hmm. New Zealand. And we traveled there for five months. And then we went to Southeast Asia and backpacked there. And then we came back and we still wanted to travel in the U.S. We weren't ready to settle down yet. And so we bought our camper Mm-hmm. And became a part of the RV community. <laughs> uh, we got a, a Casita travel trailer, and we been we've been living in that for two years. But in the midst of that, we decided to go to Europe mm-hmm. and travel Europe for for four months. So wow, it's been quite an adventure. I we hoped we would only go for two years,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but once you realize the freedom that's possible with your mm-hmm. lifestyle. Anything is possible. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so yeah, and I feel too like once you get a taste of that freedom, it's so hard to give it back. Yes, absolutely. Totally. Yeah, and it's really interesting too that I I get, when I went into your your casita trailer, I was in here, and I'm like, how do you guys manage being in like such a small little trailer, but if you started in the tent, I can see how that was an improvement.
1: <laughs> yes, absolutely. And even before that we were in camper van, which in New Zealand, it's a minivan. So yeah, there's no toilet. There's no shower. We were cooking on our, the bed frame. Cause it's okay. two seats in front. So moving up to a 17 foot camper was, you know, luxury. It's like have. a mansion.
0: <laughs> yeah. see, I think it's all in perspective. Cause I feel like so many people on RVs, they start out with these like huge motorhomes and I see them get smaller and smaller and smaller. And the trailer that I grew up in, cause I was road schooled as a child. Uh, we were in like this big fifth wheel and then we have like a vacation home, which is a truck camper. Oh. So I I'm, I'm used to like different spaces. And then for a month this year, I traveled around in a minivan and now I'm, I I've converted my little Honda CRV. So oh. I, I arranged it in the CRV. So I actually have like way more space than I did in the minivan. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to be testing it out in the next month. So it'll be interesting to see how that works.
1: Yes. I remember when we were in our Honda Accord, like the thing we would look for was a picnic table anywhere. Like, you know, because when you're living that small, your outdoor space is your extended living space. So yeah. <laughs> picnic tables and chairs are really important for you to, you know, cook your meals, <laughs> but that's amazing. I'm so excited to follow your adventures.
0: It'll, it'll definitely be interesting. I'm currently planning a trip to Colorado So I think that would be really, really fun.
1: Yeah. You got to stop by and see us. We're in Colorado. Colorado?
0: Oh, okay. Then yeah, I have it on my list to go right through there.
1: Oh, perfect. We're, our house is right near Garden of the Gods. So.
0: Oh, okay. Well, I'm definitely coming there. So, okay. So you have, is this the house that you've had this past four years?
1: Yes. So, so we moved back to our house in February because we wanted to, when you're traveling full time, we learned that you're by yourself a lot. Unless you're very intentional with meeting up with people and creating digital community Mm -hmm. where you meet up physically. And I can't say that we did the best job with that. So we really missed community and solid friendships, you know. And so we wanted to have the choice to be back in our house. So this February, we had our last renters, um, long-term renters, and then we moved back in. And so now... We have our house set up where when we're here, we're here. We can hang out with friends and have a normal lifestyle. And when we decide to go, um, and we can go whenever for however long, you know, we have a company that comes in and runs our Airbnb through our house. So cool. So now we have a choice of being home or not being home, which is really nice.
0: I really like that. That's so cool because I feel like a lot of my my friends, you know, like in the RV community, a lot of them are either like full-time or they're like these location independent, like digital nomads who are going like abroad full-time, but I am in that part-time mindset right now. And oh. so it's kind of hard for, I'm like, am I location independent? Yes. But then a lot of the time I'm, I base myself out of my parents' house and then right. I'm gone about half the year. So I'm kind of in that place where I'm like, do I travel full time? Do I live with my parents? It's kind of this weird identity thing.
1: (laughs) I know, but you just have to figure out what's best for you. And everyone's totally different, and everyone has a different season of how they're feeling, you know. Mm -hmm. And so we we started four years ago, and we've seen a lot of people who were totally digital nomads, traveling internationally. You know, going to Chiang Mai, then they then they decide to come back because of some of the same reasons we decided to move back to our house in Colorado. So, everyone has different seasons and do what you have to do to feel good because sometimes you can feel totally lonely or just depleted because you're this is a totally different lifestyle and you have to figure out a lot of new ways. So,
0: yeah, absolutely. And it's interesting to think about how, like, even I don't know in this travel lifestyle like you're saying like there are different seasons so like right now I am doing I'm kind kind of trying to figure out if that whole like solo female traveler thing like if that fits my identity what that entails and I'm I was kind of planning this Colorado trip and then I talked to one of my friends and I'm like hey you mentioned you were going to go to Colorado when were you going And so we're actually going to be trying to coordinate that tomorrow to see if we can go together and then she's got a trailer and then I have my car camper. And so we can kind of do, we can kind of caravan, which I think would be really, really fun. So I hope that works out.
1: Yeah. I hope that works out for you too. That's, I think solo travel really pushes you. So it'd be good to have those moments, Mm -hmm. you know, to explore on your own, but company is always amazing. So I'm glad yeah. you can hook up with someone and do that.
0: I hope that's really, I think that would be great. Cause it'll push me to kind of test out the whole camper thing, but feel more comfortable. Cause like if I decide, okay, I actually don't want to be in this camper right now. I can go into my friend's camper over there. <laughs> yes. So and especially because her camper has a bathroom, yeah, <laughs> I mean, mine has a porta potty. my my car does have a porta potty. It, it It does have that. So I feel like that's pretty good.
1: Yes, that's amazing. So
0: I don't have good to pee you. outside if I don't want to.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, on like cold nights or places where you're not totally comfortable. that's that's amazing. Good for you.
0: and I, I definitely, um, I made sure to test out the clearance of my head. Because I made this mistake in the minivan that I, we just put it in the front seat Uh and it's like, oh, well at night I'll use it. And there's plenty of room. There's nothing else in the front seat, but I didn't expect like, well, if there's a seat and you're sitting in it and then you put a toilet on top of it and then you sit on the toilet, there's no room for your head. Right. And so like my my (laughs) limbs were like in the dash and it was just this really weird, like, and I also on my climb from the back of the minivan to the front, I lost my phone in the darkness. And so I was doing this all in the dark.
1: Oh in, my God. like gosh. the wilderness of Canada. Oh my like, gosh.
0: <laughs> I don't know why I didn't just pee outside at that point.
1: Oh my gosh. Those are really funny stories. It's good memories. Yes, good absolutely. Memories. Um,
0: so, okay. So I know on your website, you've talked a little bit about the whole like minimizing to, to live in a tiny space. And even, especially since you did the road trip first, and you were in a couple different climates from probably like June to that October frame. How did you minimize for that trip like what was your thought process because I know you have your packing list on your website. How did you kind of come up with all of that?
1: So that was so stressful i <laughs> I packing as a female Adam had no problem I yeah. was I was so stressed out about that. It's stressful. Every, yeah.
0: Everything has a different purpose. And I, I, on your website, you said that you really missed your skinny jeans. I yeah.
1: saw that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I chose my hiking pants because that's what we were doing a lot of. Mm-hmm. And with those, I could put, if I needed to, I could get, you know, some under whatever those are called, you know, the things that warm you that are oh, really like, tight.
0: Like, um, like uh, leggings. Long underwear kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So how I figured all that out is there were a couple other websites of travelers who were digital nomads that I was looking at, but they didn't, they always stayed in the warm weather. Mm -hmm. So I learned just to layer and what I really found works well is like a wind jacket and then a fleece under that and then your long sleeve and then your short sleeve. I would ups, do it that way.
0: <laughs> underneath it. Just wear your entire wardrobe all at once. Yes, absolutely. And then just put it all in the laundry and then put it back on.
1: But your shell is like your rain jacket too and your okay. warm jacket. And then what I learned is, do you know what a buff is? That piece I've of fabric of, that walks around? Yeah,
0: I've heard of those.
1: That was, for me, that was my favorite piece of gear because I could use okay. it as like a headband to cover my ears uh, or like when it was hot out, I could use it as another hand bat, headband to keep the sweat off mm-hmm. or like as a sweat rag or to cover my neck, like if the sun, so Ooh. it would help me both in like cold okay. weather and you can make, you can tie it into a, a hat too. So that okay. was amazing.
0: I got to get me one of those.
1: But I think when we went from a car or our house to our car and you get in a groove of like what you're using mm-hmm. and you don't use everything. So you learn mm-hmm. what's really important. And then we went down to a backpack and then you're lugging your stuff around on your yeah. back.
0: Mm-hmm. So you
1: really decide. And we got rid of tons of stuff along the way. Cause you're like, I remember cutting down my my towel because I'm like, I don't need this whole towel. I just <laughs> you know, like, I I swear only need half
0: it. of the towel. <laughs> yes. That's hilarious.
1: When you lug it around for so long, you make decisions. So
0: yeah, I I can see that. That's yeah. so funny. Well, I I know that I definitely um I struggle with that cuz even just going on a, a small trip in my car with my mom, we drove out to Virginia to finish recording my my upcoming album and we drove out there and I had like shower shoes I had and just flip-flops and then I had like hiking shoes hiking sandals and then I had just like my tennis shoes and then I had just like sandals for everyday wear. That's like already four pairs of shoes.
1: I know. Shoes can really add up and they add like a big chunk of Mm -hmm. weight too. Mm
0: -hmm. Especially like hiking shoes. But I know that in the, in the van trip earlier this year, I wore my hiking shoes like almost every day. Right. They were so great. But also at the same time, if I'm traveling and I'm potentially performing, that brings a whole nother element. Oh yeah. Because I always like my gimmick is my cowboy boots. Yeah. Like, nine pairs of them. <gasps> That's incredible. <laughs> so like growing up in the RV, I didn't really have anything else, but I had nine, like nine pairs of cowboy boots.
1: Oh my god. I took up
0: the entire under storage of the couch. We had to take the fold out bed out so I could put my boots in there.
1: Wait, so how do you choose which ones you want to wear? Like, do they each have a different meaning and purpose?
0: Um, I think it just kind of depends on what dresses I have and the weather. If it's really windy, um, then I can't wear certain dresses or dresses at all. Um, some of them are, not I've gotten more into like kind of outrageous ones. I have this pair of teal ones. They cool. don't go with much at all, but they're beautiful. <laughs> yes. And my new ones, like they basically look like disco balls on my feet.
1: Oh my gosh, that's they're, so cool. they pretty cool.
0: <laughs> so well, I guess my, it just depends.
1: Well, and everyone's so different and, you know, that's important to you. So you find a way to, you know, prioritize those yeah. and pack them and, you know, yeah. so everyone's really different and has different priorities and what what you're going to be traveling for and those are very important. So you figure yeah. it out.
0: Yeah, I think that's, that's so interesting and I was looking through your packing list and I think like you're saying, it it really comes down to, I mean, if that's important to you, then maybe backpacking isn't isn't like a long-term game. Right. For you, you know? Totally. So that's something where even just thinking about some of my upcoming trips, my biggest thing is books. I don't like digital books. I like physical books. And that's Easy. it's a problem. Yeah. Cause especially I went on a trip, I just came back from a trip to the East Coast and I, I went on this trip with one book. I came back with five.
1: Yes. Those are important. (laughs) I totally agree. I'm the same way. And I love to take books where you are the setting of the book or the story is where you are. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that always...
0: And it's special.
1: Yeah. It takes me... It dives me deeper into where I am. And so one thing I heard from Appalachian trail hikers, Mm because we were kind of traveling alongside the trail a couple summers ago, they rip their pages out as they finish a page of their books. They don't carry the weight. If you're in your car, the weight's not that important. But if it's on your back, you want to get rid of that weight. Um, I would have a hard time pulling pages out of a book. I would too. <laughs>
0: but that's something that you can do. It's, it's an interesting thought. Yeah. So, yeah. I thought about getting uh, like one of those Kindle paperweight paper whites paperweights. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I thought about it. I do have an iPad and I can read on that, but it's just not the same. I like the flipping through the pages. I know. It's hard. If I bring a small book with me anywhere, I'll finish it in like an afternoon. Yeah, you have a major dilemma. I do. I do. It's I think that that's <laughs> one I think one thing that I started doing is I think when we were traveling a few months ago, I would like I love the book You are a badass.
1: Yes. Have you oh, read yeah. it?
0: I've also started reading your badass at making money. I I was just thinking about that earlier. I have it right here on my desk. Good. Yeah, and one thing that I did on my trip a few months ago is I bought that book and then I was just reading it and then when I met a friend I'd be like, "Oh my gosh, you have to read this book." And then I'd give it to them and then when I needed another book, I go and buy it again. Oh, that's
1: great.
0: So if I'm like, "Okay, this is the book I'm reading." I mean, you might spend more money, but it was it was an interesting way to like give it Give it to people, so I think I had to rebuy it like four times.
1: Oh my gosh, that's funny, but that's a good way to think about it. Like when you're done with a book while you're traveling, share it with someone. Mm -hmm. That's brilliant.
0: But yeah, so I think that's it's really interesting to think about that with with traveling because especially like when you said you're backpacking, it's only the most important thing. And I was looking at your your makeup list, and it was like, like concealer, blush. Mascara, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, but my face though, I need to put like, what about my rainbow highlighter and like, (laughs) you're beautiful.
1: (laughs) You don't need all that. No way. But I like being sparkly. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. See, that's a priority. So make sure to pack that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I definitely noticed that being in a van, a lot of that just kind of goes out the window. Totally.
1: You realize that you're just hanging out in the same t-shirt and shorts you probably wear two outfits all week you know Mm -hmm.
0: yeah I think that was that was another thing that kind of stuck with me is how long you could stretch your clothes before a wash oh yeah which at first I was like oh that's so gross but then I started to be like well it's not dirty doesn't smell bad right right
1: (laughs) so when (laughs) we did a year abroad I only took two pairs of underwear because you can just easily wash those and everything else can be stretched quite a while. And what we did is we would have workout clothes that we would sweat in and then immediately like take those off and let mm-hmm. them air dry <laughs> and then put on other clothes. So those could last for quite a- several days. So that's what we did too.
0: Yeah. And I, I have this like downy refresher stuff that I use. It's mm-hmm. like a little itty bitty travel size and it deodorizes, de and like freshens up your stuff. And really? so, I'll, so if I sometimes like, I would just wear a shirt, and then I would just spray it under the armpits and over the shirt to kind of wrink, de wrinkle it, and then I just kind of fling it out a little bit to to let the air go through it, and then it would usually be fine for another wear. That's amazing. So we can get to laundry. So is it little? Yeah, it's like it's travel size for flying with. So I always fly with it now. Okay. So I'm those put are pretty that on my list. That's so nice. It. Yeah, I'll send you. Send it to you. Cool. Yeah. So just trying to figure out some of those little tips, especially like in my glamper. I just, I want everything to look super cute, but I also don't want to have things that have no purpose. So I have like one pillow in there that has like sequins on it. Just one. I,
1: when it comes (laughs) to decorative pillows, I can't, not get more than needed. <laughs> but it adds comfort. So I'm really proud of you for just getting one. Thank you. Thank self-control. You. Yeah,
0: self-control. I have the one. It adds like cute. It says your future looks bright and it's got sunglasses on it. Oh, that's brilliant. It's really I love cute. that. I like it. You have to be happy looking at that every day. Exactly. And I mean, it's, it's funny. I made everything inside like it matches my brand. It's all, like pink and teal and everything, but it's kind of funny because when I talk about my car though I named my car years ago and his name is Edward and so Edward has a very pretty interior (laughs) he's very in touch with his his pink on the inside (laughs) that's (laughs) really funny oh gosh yeah could Edward have a middle name um his middle name is Hercules oh (laughs) he does actually have a middle name
1: He's just in touch with his his soft side then. Yeah. he.
0: Um, I had a, an accident when I was younger and the I had the tow bars for the RV on the front of my car. So when I had this accident, I pierced the car. And <gasps> so I named him after Edward Cullen because he had okay. the fangs. Yeah. And then Hercules because he had no damage basically That's- at all visibly. Okay, mm-hmm. So he's pretty. He's a tough. He's a tough car. Yeah, he needs to keep his name. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very strong name, very yeah. pretty inside. <laughs> but yeah, so I I love hearing all about like the travels and the stories and the packing and I'm just curious how you got the idea for your upcoming book, which is called 501 Questions: A Travel Game.
1: Yeah, so Adam and I were we we've done a lot of traveling and we were on a ferry and the ferry trip, this was last summer and we were going to be on the ferry for four hours. And so being digital nomads, when we have time like that, we like to get work done. Mm -hmm. Well, we got on the ferry and there was no Wi-Fi. Oh no. Exactly. We were both like, (laughs) what do we do? And we kind of felt (laughs) lost and we kind of looked at each other and, and then it it, was embarrassing to think that you know, because of no Wi-Fi, we didn't know what to do with ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> That's terrible. So slowly we started having, you know, small conversation and that built. And then over four hours we had one of the most special conversations we've had in our relationship. We dream new dreams. We figured out what goals we were working towards together. You know, we had real conversation and I realized that we were turning to our phones and our devices for our entertainment or you know, during the dull moments of travel instead of connecting with each other. And I had created a list while we were on a road trip four years ago of just questions I wanted to ask Adam. And so I started compiling all these questions and it's been, so right now there's a group of people who are rallying around the book and mm-hmm. thank you for being a part of the launch team. It's like, so I'm so honored and so special and it's so special to have your support. and and I had everyone, you know, fill out just a a short form. And it was amazing to see people's excitement around a book of questions to take on their travels, whether it's to go deeper with family and friends or, or have conversation starters, you know, when you don't know people that well. Mm -hmm. And also, some people said to reconnect with family members that they feel a little disconnected with. And but the majority people said they are tired of all of us being stuck on our phones and, you know, not connecting with each other. And so I've been realizing that's a bigger thing we're all facing and we're all trying to figure out. So I'm just really excited for people to get these questions in their hands and start funny conversations. And these stories, I've taken my book to to the hospital to visit my grandma, you know, when you're there every day. Mm-hmm. And we've had amazing conversations that I've never had with her before. When we've met new RV friends that we don't know very well, we bring it and we always get to know them and hear funny stories. And, and I don't expect people to sit there and, you know, ask 20 questions because this is just a tool to spark interesting conversation that you may not have with someone other than having a random question (laughs) pop up. So, so yeah, I'm just excited to share this as a tool for people on their trips and travels to take those dull moments of waiting in the airport or, um, you know, on a road trip at hour five, you know, to spark funny stories and conversation and and connect deeper, you know, because one of the things Adam and I've learned on our travels is it's not the location we're in that, that makes a huge difference. It's the people we're with. Yeah. And so, so getting to know your travel buddies or the new people you meet, I mean, that that's the memorable moments and and having a really cool conversation, you know, locks in that location in your mind as a really special place because of the people that were there. So,
0: yeah, and I think that's what's so special about this book is because it gives you the tools to make any moment special. Yes, it was also kind of fun as I was looking through it to find some questions to ask you. It was sparking things even in me. I feel like it could be like a cool writing prompt. Like it's just, mm-hmm. I just think it's a good way to just stir up your own curiosity.
1: Yes, absolutely. I've learned that's that's the thing with these questions is you learn about yourself. When you're asking them, you learn about the people who are answering them. And then a lot of the trivia questions, I have learned so much about our world and different countries. And yeah, so so I'm just excited for to share this. Um, it's going to be published on August 21st, and it'll be available on Kindle for three days for free for people to download. So please download it and use it on your travels. Um, yeah, I'm really excited.
0: Yeah, I can't wait. I think it's going to be so impactful to so many different people. And I I would love to hear about how asking questions has impacted your life and travel. I mean, you had that conversation with Adam. So you're saying that you, you have this book and you've been asking it to different people as you've been traveling around. Do you have like a specific memory of recently where you've asked questions to someone and you've made a really special memory?
1: Yes. So well, I have a couple. So with this lifestyle, you meet people digitally, mm-hmm. and then sometimes you get the chance to meet them in person. And so we were meeting Dan and Tracy from the Money Smart Nomad, mm-hmm. and we had never met them in person before. So I had my book, and I thought this was a silly question. I I wasn't even going to ask, but it's um, it's would you rather swim with a shark or a whale? And I've asked this a couple times, and mm-hmm. people have really. Intense opinions on that <laughs> I I question. I don't have been expecting, but I learned that Tracy's like favorite animal is the orca whale, and she went into all these stories of getting to see her first orca. And I mean, that's really special to her. Yeah. And now I feel closer to her. that. Would have never come up in yeah, you know, beginning conversations. And then another really one of my favorite questions in the book is, if you could write a book about your life, what would the theme of your book be? Mm. And I asked that to my grandma and my mom was also in the room. We were all sitting there together and my grandma thought about it. And she said, she said, um, growing up, she grew up in Denmark, Wisconsin. So growing up, you know, on the, on a farm mm-hmm. and my mom was like, it wouldn't be cooking. Cause my grandma's an amazing cook. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, no. So my, I could see like my mom sees my grandma Mm-hmm. As this amazing cook, but she sees herself as growing up, you know, on a farm and how wow. that really affected her. And then I learned, I so we all went around, and that was just really special. I feel like that's a very memorable moment for me, sharing it with my mom and my grandma and, and going deeper and, instead of like what's happening today, you know?
0: Yeah. I think that that's so great because, you know, a lot of the things that we do to spend time with each other are watching a movie or. You know, we, we even going out to dinner, but a lot of the times you just have those kind of surface level conversations, right? Even with your close friends. Totally. So I I love that. I know I've been to a few, a few meals with friends and they'll bust out some kind of question. Like if you were a superhero, what would your superpower be? And it's like, Oh, I, I don't know. That's, it's a great question. Uh, Super speed. I don't know. So I get stuff done faster.
1: (laughs) But it makes you ponder and think and, you know, and you learn about other people, like why they would decide that theirs would not be that, but something else, you know.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what is your dream for the book and the conversations that it'll start?
1: I really hope it just brings people back together and connecting with each other. and, And I just really hope that people form amazing memories, like in the dull moments, you know, I I think we're already, we're trying to get off of our phones and we're trying to get away from our phones. And, and I think this is a tool that can start or spark a conversation, you know, to keep us engaged with each other. Cause when things get dull, we all start scrolling. So Mm -hmm. that's my hope.
0: Yeah. I love that. So I think we should jump into playing the game. because I'm really excited to hear what your answers are. Okay. Okay. Well, before we get into it, do you want to kind of give us an overview of how the different questions are in are sorted in the book?
1: Yes. So the book is called 501 questions, a travel game, and it has four categories of questions. So there's, would you rather questions if you could questions Uh, tell me about, and then travel trivia. So each category has uh, 130 questions that add up to 501 conversation starters. So Mm -hmm.
0: cool. Okay. So we're going to start with would you rather? Okay. And I have a really good one for you. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So would you rather meet a hibernating alligator or a hibernating bear?
1: Yes, I love this one and I always get surprised at what people say. I would say I'd rather meet a hibernating alligator because and and that's not the right term, someone corrected me on that. Whatever. <laughs> they're when I think during the cold season, their blood gets really slow, so mm. they have very like delayed reaction time. <laughs> so even if you bothered one, it wouldn't have time to like You'd have time to get away. Mm-hmm. What would you say?
0: Oh, I when I was <laughs> when I was <laughs> picking this question, I really struggled with this because specifically, I I am afraid of bears for for just you know common sense reasons, but also because our mutual friend Alyssa, who was in episode three of the podcast, had a dream that I died in a bear attack. What or. Or she says, I lived, but I, I saved the love of my life from a bear attack. And that's oh. how I meet him. So she
1: can't quite remember her dream?
0: I think it kind of all <laughs> happened at once. So she's like, either, like when you see a bear, either you're going to meet the love of your life or you're going to die. I'm like, comforting. Thank you. Oh,
1: my gosh. Alyssa so, looks crazy.
0: It's just running like joke between us now. Every time I see a bear, I, like some kind of like a stuffed bear or something, I snap a picture with her. Or yeah. with the bear and send it to her. Yeah. Um, so, but ironically, I, though I am afraid of bears, I do not do alligators. I do not do crocodiles. I watched those movies as a child. I would, I would choose the hibernating bear just because even being anywhere within range of an alligator, I feel like I would just, I would just die. So. Oh my gosh. I would choose the bear.
1: <laughs> <laughs> See, that's funny. We both have very different answers. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. Okay. I have one for you. Okay. Would you rather take a road trip by yourself or go with a car full of people
0: you just met? Mm, I saw that one. I would say I would, my natural tendency, I would say would probably to do the car full of people I just met because I, I do love being around people, but I also know how stressful it can be if they don't also have work to do. So I, I would say I'd still probably choose that one and then I would just find a way to get my work done. I might complain about it, but I would choose that one probably still over being by myself. So
1: what I'm hearing you say is it's important that they also have work so your schedules match.
0: So at least like because I've been on a lot like a lot of trips that I've been on where I've been staying with someone and they'll think I'm on vacation but I'm like trying to get my work done. Oh, and they're like, what are you doing? Why are you working all the time? I'm like, because I have things to do. People are expecting things of me. Yes. So I think that if, if I was in like a car of people, mm-hmm. that would be, I think that it would be more fun to be on a road trip with other people, but it would be probably a little stressful if they were on vacation and I was working. Yeah. So I think it would, it would depend on, on the trip, but I would, in general, I would rather probably be with a group of people.
1: Me too. I feel like I have better memories when I'm with other people than when I'm by myself. And if I don't get along with them, I can just kind of find my own time, mm-hmm. but I have the comfort of being with other people.
0: You have an option.
1: Right. I yeah.
0: Like that. Okay. All right, <laughs> we're going to move on to the, if you could questions. Okay. So if you could spend a day shadowing anyone, who would you want to shadow?
1: Oh, my gosh. I don't even. (laughs) You wrote it. I know. That is a really tough question. I think someone I admire. So either my friend Molly, who is also my coach, Mm -hmm. or my friend Sarah, who runs her own like wedding business. Uh, women who I want to who I really admire and I want to and I look up to and I want to see how they do things mm-hmm. so yeah what who would you choose
0: I thought about this and I think I would choose Jack Canfield huh. the chicken soup for the soul author I'm in his training program right now and I just I feel like if I can master the his teachings, I feel like I can do anything. So if I could actually like be near him and just absorb what he's doing that day, Mm -hmm. I feel like I would be able to just accomplish anything I set my mind to. (laughs)
1: That's so awesome. So you're in a training program. Mm -hmm.
0: I'm in a, the train the trainer program through Jack Canfield success principles program. And it's like basically, I think it's like his top 15 success principles from his book. And I'm in the program to be a success coach to teach others. And I want to use that in my own brand to be a positivity coach. Wow, that's amazing. So that's what I'm working on right now. And then I want to use my music as one of my tools in my Mm. teachings, because I feel I believe that stories are the best way to teach a lesson. And music is one of the best ways to tell a story.
1: Wow, that's amazing. Good for you. Thank you. That's so cool. Like just hearing that, that opens up like a whole new world Mm -hmm. that I am unfamiliar with, you know? Yeah. Wow. I'm excited for you. Thank you. Wow. Okay. I have a, if you could. Okay. If you could get a backstage pass to anyone's show,
0: which show would it be? Ooh. I'd probably oh that's it. I think I'm still gonna have to go with Taylor Swift. I'm gonna have to go with Taylor because I, I was thinking also it'd be really cool to meet Casey Musgraves. I love mm. Casey as well. But mm-hmm. Taylor, man, I have I've been a Taylor fan for a long time. I've never been to one of her concerts because I do have a bit of crowd anxiety, which is ironic as a performer, but her crowd is wild and they love her, which is amazing I don't know if I want to be in it but if I was behind the stage and I got to meet her and just like be near her and get to know her ask her questions and just be around while she does her thing I think that would be really cool
1: yeah oh that's awesome who would you choose so I think I'm I'm about to start an improv class cool I think I would want to be like a backstage pass to like I, I don't even know if this is going anymore, but whose line is it anyway? Yeah. Something with improv or comedy. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be really That's cool.
0: so fun. Are you doing that in Colorado while you're there?
1: Yes. So I've been wanting to do this for two years, and this is another reason why, you know, having the option to be home and, like, stable yeah. a little
0: bit. Mm-hmm. A class like
1: that is in person, and it takes a couple months. Mm-hmm. So I'm very
0: excited That's about That's so fun.
1: Yeah, I'm just really excited to just have the freedom to like let things go the way improv does, like yeah. continually moving things forward.
0: Yeah, you have to be like so on it. That's such an amazing skill.
1: Hopefully, I'll gain that. I don't think you, I have that right
0: <laughs> Well, we're working on it right now because we're like at- coming up with things on the spot and you know. Yeah, totally,
1: totally. So I'm excited about that. But co- improv, that would be so fun.
0: Yeah, that's so cool. I I totally get what you're saying about like being in one place, you can do more things because that's one of the reasons that I I said if I was going to be in Texas more, I really wanted to take advantage of taking dance classes because in college I was a belly dancer and I wanted to get back into dance classes. So the past few weeks I've gotten back into taking classes every week and I've also along the route on on my upcoming trip to Colorado, I have found classes along the way. So oh, I can good. try to like drop into a few, see mm-hmm. other, how other people do their classes.
1: Yeah. And keep it going for yourself and keep that momentum. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. Wow. It's amazing. Belly yeah. dancing. That's so cool. <laughs>
0: you, just, you never know. You'll okay. have to
1: teach me when you're here.
0: Yes. I will. Sh- I'll I'll bring an extra shimmy for you. <laughs> shimmy sash.
1: Oh, okay. Cool.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Funny. So. Let's do, we're going to move into tell me about, let's see. I have two that I'm trying to choose between. Okay. Mm. Um, okay. All right. Tell me about your secret talent.
1: My secret talent is I can make a bird noise with my teeth. Let what? me try. <laughs> And I love babysitting <laughs> little kids or hanging out with them because I can make that noise and they think a bird is in the room. <laughs> it's silly, but I just love it. I confuse them and trick them and I don't know. I just love that.
0: That is an amazing secret talent. What is yours? Oh, gosh. i um, trying to think. I guess when I was looking at this, the first thing that came to mind was that I am like a diehard couponer. No. So I was an extreme couponer in college. What does that even mean? It means that I bought a lot of things for very cheap that I did not need because I was saving money. <laughs> and then would you resell it? Sometimes. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I, I was a retail major in college and I did an internship in Boston and my roommates and I lived in a hotel. And so we were trying to live as cheap as possible so we could pay for everything and uh, we watched the show Extreme Couponers one night at the hotel, and I could not wait to come back and learn from the masters about how to to go to a grocery store and like walk out getting things for free and sometimes making money off of it. And sometimes yeah. that did happen. A lot of times it was more – I would pay, I don't know, maybe like a, a quarter of the cost for it. But there were many times where <laughs> – like my mom would be clean she was just recently cleaning out the cabinets in the bathroom and it's been about four years since I was like hardcore into this and (laughs) she's like Kelsey there are 30 bottles of shampoo under the sink oh my gosh I'm like but it's still good (laughs) you're welcome is what I should be saying Welcome.
1: Did, do you still use it, or do you still go to the store and get different shampoo? Uh
0: that—that's a t- touchy subject. The because oh. some, like when I go to the grocery store now, I actually have to pay for things, and it's—it's it's sad. It's really sad because it. I used to like spend all Sunday. Sunday was my day for couponing. Mm-hmm. I would okay. get four newspapers. I'd clip out my coupons. I had this big binder, and when I walked into Target, they saw me coming. Yeah. And, like, I'd go to the register and I'd just, like, open my binder and you could just tell the cashier was just, like, oh, no. Break. It's my break. It's my break time. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's
0: hilarious. So, it was, yeah. But I, a lot of really cool things came from it, though. I I was able to take, I would get a lot of makeup for free or for really cheap. And so, I would donate it to the local women's shelter. And so, that mm-hmm. was cool. And then, also, I had a, hosted a couponing competition with my student organization that I ran in college, which was really fun. We went to Kroger at like nine o'clock on a Wednesday mm-hmm. in the evening, and I had a cart full of coupons. and then we were just I put I split everybody into two teams and I gave them rules and I and it was for Thanksgiving. So we were trying to get as much food as possible for a set amount of money to donate for Thanksgiving. Wow. And the teams were like running all over Kroger and I was like trying to hide out with my little like cart full of coupons. And it was, it was a blast. And then the prizes were all things I'd coupon for. So it's like, congratulations. Here's a full size deodorant. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs>
1: yeah, I really feel like there's a lot of strategy to that and you can make it like a fun game too.
0: It is. It's very addicting. I, I will say that I, I, Getting a discount on things is addicting, and that is why I have an entire room full of yarn behind me, hidden where you can't see. Oh, yeah, there's like cat. There's two full cabinets in here full of yarn that I bought on sale.
1: What are What do you make?
0: I, I knit. Oh, cool. So I, I when I go into a hobby, I I go all in. <laughs> to my so the knitting. I still knit, but now I have I have all of the craft store in my home, so I don't have to go buy it.
1: Right. So what is everyone getting for Christmas this year? Hats. Cool. Hats and
0: scarves every year. Hats and scarves.
1: <laughs> That's amazing. That's so cool.
0: Yeah, I so- learned like a lot
1: about you. <laughs> yeah, same.
0: <laughs> oh that my- was really fun. So did you have any other questions? or?
1: I was going to do a... Oh, no, I have one for you. Okay. okay. I got so into learning about your yarn and coupons. <laughs> um, okay. Tell me about the best piece of advice someone
0: has given you. Ooh, the best piece of advice. Okay. So, what comes to mind was not necessarily advice, it was actually feedback. Oh. So, it was last year I had gone through a really rough breakup. And Mm -hmm. I had moved back home. I had also lost my job, started Mm -hmm. my own business, and all of and I was really sick because I was just so run down and all this stuff. And I was so sick. And I was at home feeling really down. And I had a talk with my professor from college. And I worked for him. We're very close. And he said to me that in the process of The past few years before that, like getting out of college and getting into this relationship and moving in with my boyfriend at the time, he told me that after college, I had lost my sparkle. And he said, You just, you had, you were so full of life. And now you have lost your sparkle. And I hope you can get it back. And it was just so profound to see someone else look at me that way to for someone who really cares about me to say you had something really special you you are really special and you need to get it back it's important that you get it back and I think that's had one of the most profound impacts on me because it was so simple but that is become kind of like my my life purpose now is I'm like every day I'm like all right I'm getting the sparkle back it's kind of how like how I wake up in the mornings like let's get that sparkle back you know so yeah. it, it just kind of Good motivation, and it's hard to take that feedback, you know. Because I could have just been like really down about it. I mean, I was already in a in a sad place, mm-hmm. but it gave me hope that I well, I had it once, I can get it back.
1: So, like, if someone were to, were to say that to me, I would spend the next couple of days like really sad. Did you do
0: that? <laughs> I was or- already really sad, so I don't know if I I noticed anything else per se. I had a lot of conversations around that time. My mom had had told me that I needed to talk to a lot of different people before I made any decisions about my life and my relationship at the time. And I was just hearing a lot of the same things, mm. you know, of people who really cared about me saying, you can do better with your life and you haven't been. Mm. And that was really hard to hear just in, in all areas of my life. And I, I slowly started to kind of pick myself back up. I was able to move out of my apartment and I was living with my parents. I'm still kind of in and out of their house. And I just had so much love and support around me. And it was just this very slow healing process of I'd been so, I felt so broken. Mm-hmm. And I actually have a song on my upcoming album called Broken. Mm-hmm. And it, it's one of my, it's my favorite song I've ever written. And it's about that point when you realize that you're broken because if you don't realize it, you can't fix it. And so I just thought that there was a lot of beauty in the brokenness. And I really clung to that. And just ever since then, just always trying to put that sparkle back in my life
1: right. And it's amazing that you had, you know, this professor who was willing to be very honest and blunt with you mm-hmm. to push you forward, you know. Mm-hmm. And so many, it sounds like so many other people that were willing to do that because they love you and care about you too. Yeah. I also thought like, it's really exciting that you have a sparkle pillow too. (laughs) Is that intentional?
0: Yeah. I try to add sparkle wherever I can, like disco ball. I got the disco ball in my room. I got, there's a disco ball in the other room. There's, I, I I wear my unicorn highlighter. When I can like wear the glitter and um, I have my sequin pillow in my car. Yeah. Anything like I I really do identify with the glitter and the sequins and sparkle because it reminds me of that. When I see it, I'm like, I, that's my, that is my personality personified in objects. Yes. So it's it's a good reminder. Mm -hmm. That's
1: amazing. That's so cool. Well, I'm glad to be chatting with you where you are today. You know,
0: thank you. I'm much more pleasant than I was last year. Oh, my gosh.
1: (laughs) It sounds like you've been through a lot in one year. So way to go. Yeah. Thank you.
0: So with your piece of advice, what would you say is the advice that's been the most profound for you?
1: Like you said, I don't know if it's like one statement, but when Adam and I would talk about wanting to travel Mm -hmm. and as we started traveling, not like my parents' generation, but the generate, but their parents' generation would all when we would talk to them, they'd always say, do it now, do it now, mm-hmm. you know? And we, and like our parents' generation was like, are you sure that's not responsible, mm-hmm. you know? And so we went with the older generation mm-hmm. and followed their cues and encouragement because they've lived longer and they, they have a lot more vision of what, you know, where life leads you. So I think following their encouragement, has been the best. And, you know, taking the big leap, like when I, when I gave my notice at my job, I cried my eyes out, like I passed my letter, and then I was just bawling. And um, it it was terrifying, you -hmm. know, and the last day in our house, I cried so much. I was like, excited, exhausted, and, and terrified. We had, we didn't even know where we're going to stay that night. (laughs) (laughs) But Taking that leap and, and following those cues and encouragement has totally transformed our lives. So, yeah, I think back to if, if we had just continued, you know, what we were doing, at working at our jobs. Mm-hmm. You know, I think my job would have been gone within six months because that things were changing in the organization. And, and I, I don't know, but this is way more exciting with more freedom. Yeah. And I've pushed myself to new levels and way out of my comfort zone. And so, yeah, you know.
0: well, that's so brave that you decided to to do that. I know in the the last episode, um, I, I just posted the episode today with Drew Benson, and he talks about the the idea of, you know, like 10 seconds of insane bravery. Yeah. And, you know, like, it's amazing what you can accomplish, you know, because once yes. you've said it, once you're like, all right we're going to just like pack up our house and I'm like, I'm going to quit my job. And then once you do it, you can't really go back exactly. I mean, I guess you could, but that'd be probably some awkward conversations.
1: But your mind's made up and you're already like moving yourself forward. There's a total, I totally believe in that too.
0: Yeah. yeah. And I, I can't even imagine how scary that must have been. I know that when I quit my first job, I was quitting my job to finish grad school full time and also because I knew it would move me closer to travel. Mm-hmm. And, but I, I was crying so hard. My manager had to like take me on a walk to get it out of me. Cause I oh was gosh. I felt so bad. I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't know what to say. He's like, Kelsey, just what's going on. And he basically like, he already knew. I think he could tell he's like, oh, she's really upset. Are you leaving us? And I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry.
1: <laughs> I'm only laughing. Cause I was right there.
0: No, you. you know, you know, <laughs> so the, the second time I was lucky Because I got let go. So I was like, okay, well, this worked out. (laughs) Except they did, they let me go, but they didn't give me an end date. So it was like an open ended leaving. It was, yeah. So I finally had to be like, okay, um, I guess my last day will be that day. (laughs) That's fascinating. That was a fun one. Oh boy. Yeah. But you just, yeah. jobs, you never know.
1: I remember like trying to fall asleep and I was so afraid of what would happen if we went. Mm-hmm. And, but I was more afraid of the regret if we didn't go. Mm-hmm. And so I remember just being like, Lindsay, you got to go. Yeah. And and I was terrified, you know, but I, oh my gosh, every time I'm afraid of doing something, which, which if I had a book about my life it would be about courage. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid of everything
0: <laughs> safe.
1: But all of the time and energy and like anxiety that comes into every every fear I have is so not worthwhile. Mm-hmm. It's so such a waste because not none of that ever comes true and my brain takes it to a whole new level and a whole other reality that's that's not happening, you mm-hmm. know? And so every I was never afraid on our travels, but yeah. when I would be here in my home, like I was terrified of the boogie monsters down alleys, yeah. mm-hmm. and we, and that's why I wrote my children's book Pootie mm-hmm. the Pelican because we, I never had those feelings when I was out there. We were always welcomed in, and we always had friends, you know, everywhere in the world, people who were strangers that quickly became friends. So, so all of those fears were a waste, and I, I have to continue reminding myself that because um, it's a constant struggle for me. So.
0: Wow. Well, I'm glad that you brought that up because I wanted to ask you about your children's book because I didn't know that until I saw on your website that this book is actually your third book.
1: Yes. So I wrote a children's book called Puti the Traveling Pelican, and it's about a pelican who goes off on a journey of trying to find her reflection Mm -hmm. in a lake. So she's trying to find a lake and she meets all these animals that that she asks for help to guide her to the lake, and they, they help her the lake but they also invite her in and they find that even though they look different they have more in common than their differences so and then they all encourage her at the end with with who she is and how unique she is so those are those are all lessons that I learned on our travels and we met and what inspired me to do that book was we met a dog named puti and mm-hmm. puti means white in Indonesian mm-hmm. and um she has a really special story. So she inspired me to write a children's book. And so I went through a couple different versions and Pootie the Traveling Pelican is what the finished story is. <laughs> so, That's so cool. Yeah. And th- at the very end of the book, I say, what is one in the book? It says, what is one lesson you learned from Pootie the Pelican? And that is to bring about conversation between teachers mm-hmm. and students or parents and their kids to spark conversation about the lessons these kids could learn through the story. Mm-hmm. I think that's very important is to talk through that stuff. And whenever I read it to kids, they blow my mind with the lessons oh. the story. So, so yeah, sparking conversation is very, very important to me. So. Yeah.
0: I can definitely see that in all of the work that you're doing. And I love that on the website, you can buy the book and it has, there's a little option as a little Pelican.
1: Yeah. Which is so cute. Actually, the illustrator Lauren Klickner. She um she had gifted me a little pelican, and I was like, "Would you be interested in making more?" So those are designed and made by her. Wow! How does she make them? She's she makes them with felt. Um, wow! So yeah, she's she's super talented.
0: That's amazing. Yeah, and no, I'm I saw that, and I thought that was just so cool.
1: Yeah, yeah. So now kids special. who read the story can take Pootie on their adventures.
0: Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. I really want to like have a little pelican and then put him by a lake. Yes. His reflection, then take a photo and send it to you.
1: You should. (laughs) I'm trying to decide if I should make more or create like a, a package where kids can make their own. Ooh, that's Mm -hmm. cute. So I'm trying to decide. Yeah. A fun activity.
0: Well, it seems like there might be market for both. So we'll test them out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. For fun. Cool. Uh-huh. Well, I actually have some of my own questions for you. Oh. Have some some little positivity rapid fire questions. Okay. So are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Name one thing that makes you happy.
1: Iced coffee.
0: Hmm. That sounds good. One <laughs> name one thing that you're grateful for. My husband Adam. Nice. Your favorite place that you've ever visited? New Zealand. Mm, I can't wait to see that someday. It's so pretty. And your favorite book? Oh, that's not rapid fire. (laughs) That's hard. Favorite book you've read recently?
1: At Home in the World by Tish Oxenreiter. Okay. She talks about having this... She took her three kids and her husband and they went around the world and she talks about feeling at home anywhere in the world, but also like having a tug for having your own space in the world too, which I felt totally. Yeah. And I really admire any parents who take off on a grand adventure with their kiddos. So
0: yeah, Yeah, I recommend I'll have to check that book out. Yes. What is a podcast that you've been listening to?
1: I love... How I Built This. Okay. Do you listen to that? I
0: don't, but I've heard a lot about it.
1: Oh, it just it inspires you that you can do it.
0: Okay. <laughs> cool. Well, I love, I love featuring like people's favorite resources and things that they've been li- listening to and reading. So I'll definitely include that in the show notes. Yes. I got, I got two more for you. Something that you do for fun.
1: I'm trying to figure that out right now because I feel like I'm working on my boundaries. I feel like photography would be my answer.
0: Okay. What do you mean working on your boundaries?
1: Like with this lifestyle, I've been really focused on like what I'm good at and what I can like produce and things mm-hmm. like that. And and what the content I'm writing from comes from our lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like before I had very distinct boundaries when I worked for someone else. Mm-hmm. Working for myself, I feel... Like, I've kind of lost myself in mm-hmm. this journey. Okay. So I'm trying to set boundaries for myself of, like, my projects and then okay. stopping at a certain time. Yeah. And what do I enjoy doing in the evening or yeah. on weekends or whatever, you know? Yeah. So that's been a journey for me with where I am right now. Yeah. And I was doing, like, photography as, like, part of my projects and stuff, but I'm starting and I was feeling a lot of like burden because I had so many I hadn't done anything with. Mm-hmm. And now I'm just enjoying it. So
0: yeah, that's beautiful. I definitely see what you're coming from because I there are many late nights where I've been like working on my podcast and it's like, this is business, but it's fun and I like it. So like, where is that, that line when I'm reading? Is it a book for fun or is it a book that I'm going to write about? But if I like it and it's fun, is it that also fun? So it's that weird, weird line.
1: Yeah. Yeah, totally. I, yeah. I get that. Yeah. <laughs> it's this whole meshing thing.
0: Yeah. Figure
1: out how to mesh.
0: Well, I'm also like, I feel like for, I like having little businesses because then I'm like, oh, it's a tax write-off. Oh, it's for my business. So then when my parents are like, why are you bringing more craft supplies into our house? I'm like, oh, it's a business. That's brilliant. That's so creative. I need more stamps. <laughs> They're like, no, you don't. I'm like, yes, I do. I don't have this shape of llamas. I,
1: I need those. That's brilliant. Yes. You're so creative.
0: But then it's, it's is it a hobby at that point? <laughs> okay, I have one more question. Name something that is on your bucket list. I want to
1: spend months in Italy. Ooh. And just enjoy the food and the culture.
0: That sounds amazing. Yes. I love that. Well, Lindsay, this has been so much fun. Thank you for being on the show. So, tell us a little bit more about where we can find the book, 501 Questions A Travel Game, and where we can connect with you online.
1: So, you can find the book, the game, on Amazon or our website. Our website is newventuretravels.com. And the The Kindle version will be free starting August 21st for three days. And yeah, you can connect with me and find me on Instagram and Facebook at New Venture Travels. So
0: thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for being on the show. This has been so fun. Thank you so much for listening to this episode with Lindsay Newburn. I hope you are inspired to start more meaningful conversations with people around you. You never know how it might impact someone's life. Before we go, I have two things to ask of you. First, head over to PositivelyDelighted.com and find the show notes for this episode. Click on the Amazon link to go get Lindsay's book. It's amazing and it will change your life. Second, while you're on the website, click the button on the homepage to sign up for the email list for the music and lyrics release on Saturday. You'll be first to know when everything is released and I will give you all the details. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Positively Delighted Show be sure to head over to positively delighted.com to get the show notes for this episode. If you like the show so far, and you've been learning a lot from the content, I would love if you could go to iTunes or your favorite podcast listening app and leave a review. You would be my favorite person ever. Thank you so much again. And I hope you have a positively delighted day. See you next time.